Bosham Richie's Daily Takeaway. We're not doing politics, but there was one thing spotted today that was rumoured to be happening in the House of Commons. They were A group were rumouring to be tabling a vote of no confidence in the government. Now, we don't need to get uh, mired in whether that's a thing or not, but I like the idea of, just in everyday life, yeah. us being able to, to table a motion of no confidence in something. If it was a thing, I would put before you today, I would put a vote of no confidence in my neighbours, the rest of my street. Well, what have they been doing? What, what's the issue? Every single week, every single week, without fail, in the, uh, the neighbours' WhatsApp group, yeah. we all have them, uh, a message will go out, can anyone remember what bin week it is this week? Is it the recycling bin? Is it the waste? Is it the garden waste? Why can't people just remember? Why can't people have reminders in their phone to set off the night before? I d- it just it beggars belief that this happens every week. I don't have any confidence in my neighbours anymore. Can I just say, as a side thing, right, we, we sat and used your phone yesterday for a meeting uh, with our boss. Yeah. So what the notifications on your phone were coming through whilst we were chatting. Yeah. You have got so many boring alerts out on your phone. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. There was one about trains. There was one like about the weather up north. Or something. What stuff to do with you? Stay out of it. So, are you not your bin captain? I would have you down as the street, you know, the bin admiral in your area. Then like... I'm the one that always answers the quickest. I was back within ten seconds yesterday. <laughs> I bet you were. So you vote no confidence because no one knows what they haven't got their act together. If it was a thing, if you were able to table a vote of no confidence, someone, I, what I would do, I'd put one forward for the neighbours. Who would you table a vote of no confidence in? My, my other half, Katie's ability to Sky Plus things successfully. <laughs> She records non-HD. <laughs> Who does that? Oh, my goodness. Why I would you record non-HD? I hate that. What, what's the point? It's like not having your eyes cleaned or I something. I absolutely hate that. Or people or people that are, you, you walk into a room and they're watching in non-HD. Non-HD. It's like being underwater. BBC One, 101. All right, I get that at the top of the channels there, it's 101, but it's not an HD. Find the HD channel. Now, we're aware this is a first-world problem, yeah. OK? So no judgement on this, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> if there's two channels going, the worst thing to do is record both at the same time. It's madness. <laughs> so, look, if you could impose a vote of no confidence in someone, a group of people, something, might be an object. Yeah. What have you got? Absolutely no confidence in whatsoever. A uh, different term come up with by uh, Chris Cooper here, Binfluencer, he's... Uh, what he's yep. putting forward. Uh, let's hope it doesn't go too much down the the realms of everyone saying their other half. Uh, Andrew is saying my partner, uh, another person he's putting uh, the no confidence in, constantly asking me if I've seen her glasses. No well, she, confidence in remembering where her glasses well, are. Well, if she ain't got them on, she can hardly see them, That's though, can she? That's a good point. You need to support her. Buddy yeah. system, if you wear spectacles. I'll chuck another one in. I'm going to do a vote of no confidence in these people walking around with these fancy AirPod things in. What's wrong with them? I still stick with the old-fashioned wired headphones. You know where you are. You're not going to drop one of them. People will then won't come up to you not realising that you're actually listening to some music or not because you can't tell because you've got them in all the time. I can see your logic. There was a lad in the other day, wasn't there? He was, he was just wearing his, his headphones. In, in the building, <laughs> chatting to people. You listening to music or not, mate? <laughs> are they in or are they out? Who are you, what are you, wanting to table a vote of no confidence in? 8, 12, 15, pop us a text. 
Hey, welcome to Home Time. Bush and Ritchie here playing you songs and reminding you to hydrate on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Joanne would like to put forward a vote of no confidence in her dad texting properly uh, instead of sending everything always in capitals all the time. My mum does that. My mum mainly texting, <laughs> not capitals. God bless her. Good one, Jerry. Uh, would you like to put a uh, vote of no confidence in someone or something? Uh, I'm going to chuck another one in here. I'm going to, and don't mean this in a bad way because I love eating there and everything, but I'm going to have to put a, a vote of no confidence in McDonald's ice cream machines oh no so normally if I do a trip into North London to drop our eldest daughter off I'll always stop at the one on the Essex Arterial Road and get myself a milkshake yeah lovely because it's lovely and you know refreshing and all that kind of thing past two times I've been down there it's been broken the machine's been out of order and someone mentioned yesterday on the show there's quite a few there's like some kind of weird I don't know whether it's something to do with the pandemic, but like loads of ice cream machines out there ain't working or ain't doing what they should do. It's demands. Do you think they can cope with these new temperatures? But it might, I think it might be like something like a you know like a microchip that they don't make anymore or oh, something really? like that. Really? It's a big conspiracy theory. It'll be a movie soon. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> McFlurry with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> uh, Aaron, tell us what's your vote in. It's the back of the remote where they hold the batteries in. To be honest. Um, I don't know how many times, every time I pick it up, I'll have two batteries hanging in my hand. <laughs> so have you have you gone to the, the lengths of maybe putting gaffer tape on the back of this? Because we've had a few of them in our house in our time. Blue <laughs> gaffer tape on the back. I have, but I've got a three-year-old. So that just means it's a new game for him. It's, the weirdest thing is at the moment, right, we've, our six-month-old is obsessed with trying to chew all the remotes, all right? Yeah, so so yeah. I, I've then taken uh, the batteries out of an old remote that we don't use anymore, given that to her. She's not interested. She knows which one's got the batteries in it. It's crazy. That's the same, that's the same as mine. That's the exact same as mine. She's actually bit... Now, now she's teething, she's actually bit through one of the TV controls. <laughs> It's a nightmare. <laughs> I understand your your lack of confidence in being able to pick up the remote and the batteries falling out the back of it. You've got to ask why this happens, and I'll tell you why it is. Because those the batteries they're t- they're too greedy. Those remotes because they're going through them so quickly. The number of times you then have to take the back off the remote, turn the batteries round, think you're going to get a bit more life out oh, of it. Oh yes. And every time we do that, we weaken that catch, and it's going to fall out in your hands. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, you've made my day saying that. Um, Iona, uh, in the back of her shoes, to the point where she's having to use a full-sized a full sized shoehorn every day. It's hard Boy, to say that, isn't it? It's very hard to say. Good to eat here, my parents' internet provider. Oh. Don't know what's going on, but it's tickled me, that. Uh, Rory, very uh, enigmatic, strange tweet you sent into the show. Uh, Vote no confidence in my brother. I know some important information, and I know he's not telling me. I've known for about a month but he's still staying silent. Whoa! Look to camera, what about that? Who would you be holding a a vote of no confidence in, Sandra? Who is it in your life? My daughter, Lauren. Okay, Lauren, vote of no confidence. What's the issue? She was going to a wedding on Saturday and she had to borrow an iron from a colleague, took her all the way home and then FaceTimed me. Didn't know what the temperature to do or physically how to iron a dress. Wow. <laughs> Although I'm wow. saying wow, I'm, I don't want any of them, these wow. symbols on the dial of an iron do. I don't want any of that stuff does. She didn't know any of it and I said, you need to put water in it, remember? Well, I know that, Mum, I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Sandra, I think we're going to vote with you in the no confidence in your yeah. daughter, but it's no a bit confidence. of a sketchy vote because we're not so sure ourselves. A little bit confused. <laughs> One, two, 
two or three. One is the easy bit where it's not too hot. Three is very hot. So go with the number of dots, boys. Brilliant. I am actually going to write that down. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Bye. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie coming to you live from central London and that is not where we will be ending the week, my friends. Uh, this show coming to you live from La Rochelle en France. Thanks to that trickle-or book that yes. turned up. Thanks to listener Jed and our very good friends at Tesco Mobile who have decided they will send us out there uh, to do the show from La Rochelle for us to find out about this mystical place of our GCSE youth. It's been a brilliant, uh, nostalgic roller coaster going back to like doing languages at school and all that kind of stuff as well. Got us thinking about like French quite a bit as well. Uh, and we're both big fans of Blur. Um, to the end, a great mm. iconic Blur song. Love the little French stuff at the beginning of uh, Blur's To the End. Have a listen just to remind yourself. It's gorgeous and it's beautiful, but I've got no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Literally no idea. And we think, wouldn't it be great, like, instead of having all the highfalutin French stuff in there, which is obviously highfalutin, but we don't understand a word of it, what about replacing that with the last remaining phrases that we all collectively have in our heads at the moment from GCSE French days? Because let's be honest, if you're listening to this right now, you've probably got one phrase that, for some reason, has stuck and has rattled around in your head. Let's put that at the start of uh, Blurs to the End and, I don't know, bring it up to the present day in many ways. It won't surprise you as a uh, fan of transport, the one in my head, and it'll be handy as we head off tomorrow evening. Pour aller à la gare. Well, it's the way to the station. I didn't know, but that's good. Uh, for me, I would say <laughs> je joue foot avec mes amis. You play football with your friends. Friends. Uh, Don the Eglise, which is inside a church, which doesn't really work, but that's the only other bit I remember. <laughs> but that would sound good over the start of uh, Blurs to the end. So look, do us a favour, have a little think, listen to your brain, what is the final remaining French phrase? And we could do a new version of Blurs to the end. Lewis in Wickham, specifically to you, we said French, not German, all right? Not just any language. Oh, He's dear. coming with Du bist dein dich tauber, which is you are a fat pigeon. That's not very nice, is it? It's not really, no. Is he having a pop or is he getting involved? <laughs> Uh, Neil says, Oué la bonk, mainly because the last word is bonk, which is always funny. <laughs> that, that would work. Erica says, Soisson neuf. Alice from our office says, J'ai oublié mon cahier. I don't even know what that is. I don't know. Something's happened to her book, but I don't know what it is. Quel âge as-tu, David Rendell would like to put in. Brilliant. How old are you? Good on you. Good on. These are all great. These are perfect. And it's bizarre, these things that stick around in your brain. Bryony in Cambridge says, Je voudrais en saucisson. I'd like a sausage. <laughs> I don't know why she's got it in her head, but it's there. <laughs> uh, Claire says, Tu fais partie d'une promenade. Do you want to go for a walk? That's good. Very helpful. Yeah. Mark says, Bonjour, je m'appelle Mark. Je bite à Skelmsdale dans le nord de l'Angleterre. He says, I've got an A. That's literally the only thing that's left to my head. <laughs> Heather, not so useful. Le chien n'est pas nagé. The dog doesn't swim. The, the, this dog will not swim. <laughs> uh, we've got Jen on the line. Jen, you got a French phrase for us? I have. Où est la bar nuit? Où est la bar nuit? Tell us what's that. Where's the night bar? Wow. That, now, <laughs> most people go over to France with very practical <laughs> phrases about uh, bibliotheques and uh, bureau <laughs> de change. <laughs> but you've learned the thing that's stuck in your head is how to get to a night bar. Had is the most important question. Now, do you know what? This isn't just going to sound great in our reworked uh, to the end, uh, but also a handy one for us on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, what? T t can you clarify what a night bar is? <laughs> What's a night bar? <laughs> a discotheque, in your say. <laughs> OK, fair enough. OK, we thought it might be someone else. <laughs>
<laughs> Good one left from Lucy. She says the only phrase that I've still got going around in my fr- uh, my, my 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 Fred. I don't know what her Fred is. <laughs> Keep your Fred out of this. <laughs> uh, je voudrais un sandwich au jambon et fromage. She says the irony is I'm vegan. Oh, hasn't that come round to bite you in the bum? <laughs> uh, Jazz says je voudrais un chocolat short, which uh, short. Chocolate short. Is that Dutch? short. If only that's not chocolate. Mike in Twickenham says, Bush and Ritchie, the one phrase I remember from French was, uh, the big problem with these is I can't say them because I'm rubbish. Maison sans mes stylo, which I think is, but where are my pens? He says, only of use after an argument about stationery or maybe a particularly bewildering day at work. Uh, these are all brilliant. Uh, we are collating them all. We are going to remix them all. We are going to remix Blur's to the end. You will hear a far better version. Sorry, Blur. <laughs> tomorrow on the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Tesco Mobile send us to La Rochelle in honour of the iconic GCSE French textbook Tricolore. They also want to send you on a family holiday too. It's all because this summer Tesco Mobile have no roaming fees in the EU and beyond, spanning over 48 destinations. Take your minutes, text and data and use your phone, just like you do at home but with no extra costs. Uh, if you want to win a summer holiday thanks to Tesco Mobile, head to absoluteradio.co.uk slash win, uh, where you'll also find the full terms and conditions. Somebody who has done just that journey uh, is our Charlotte. How are you, Charlotte? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? We are good. Where are you calling from and what nice thing have you done outside today? Uh, I'm coming from Leeds and I have been working from home today, so I haven't actually been outside, unfortunately. Charlotte, 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 be honest with us. Did you not even just have a nice little, you know, lunch out on the patio extended or something or other? Uh, I I had a bit of a nap. There we go, there we go. Good on you, have a bit of a nap. Was that on just in, in the lounge in front of the telly or go properly to bed for a nap? properly to bed. I love that. That's like next level napping, that. There's always that danger, though. You, your alarm might not go off and you wake up in the middle of the night in a panic. It's true, it's true. Fair play. Charlotte, some rules for you uh, for what is about to happen. We're going to give you three multiple choice questions. If you get one out of three correct, you win your flights. If you get two out of three correct, you win your flights. We're going to chuck in a hotel as well. If you get three out of three correct, you're going to win your flights, your hotel and some spending money. Oof. Sounds good. <laughs> Sleepy Shazza, are you ready for this? Yes, I am. Here we go. Question number one. Which European country is the leaning tower of Pisa in? Is it A, Denmark, B, Italy or C, Croatia? Uh, B, Italy. Yeah. Absolutely right. You got your flights. Right. Question number two. Let's see if we can get you a hotel to stay in once you land. <laughs> uh, which of these is not a European capital city? Is it A, Swansea? Is it B, Dublin? Or C, Reykjavik? I'll repeat them for um, you. Swansea, Dublin or Reykjavik, which is not a European capital city? Dublin. No, Dublin is. Uh, it's actually Swansea. Oh, but don't you. worry, we can still get you. We can still get your hotel with another question. So here we go. Question number three: Sofia is the capital of which European country? Is it A. Bulgaria, B. France, or C. Portugal? Charlotte. A uh, Bulgaria. You're absolutely yes. right. Good on ya. You've got your flights, you've got your hotel, you're going to have a great time somewhere. Charlotte, it's up to you where you go. Congratulations. Thank you Thanks so to much. Tesco Mobile. Amazing, thank you. What about that? Think of the nap, Charlotte. Hotel rooms, that kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe just sleeping on the plane. Anything goes, really. Perfect.
Thanks. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Right, so for quite a part of today, I thought La Rochelle was off for me. I thought the game was over. Uh, and do you know what? I thought I brought it upon myself as well. So I was absolutely panicking earlier on today. Uh, basically, we've got a WhatsApp group that's been set up for our La Rochelle trip. We're off to France tomorrow after the show. It's got a La Rochelle little WhatsApp group to sort things out. And I have been putting a couple of jokes in there, which I do any time we're doing anything together as a group, about, oh, this time next week we'll be in France, yeah. just to panic the producers and stuff. So It works every time. It works every time. I was mucking about. Uh, and then I, I just sent one of the jokes about, can't wait, this time next week's going to be brilliant. Then I thought, I'll just double-check where my passport is. Couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> Literally two hours of effing and jeffing, turning the house <laughs> upside down. It was like one of those, um, like, 24 hours in police custody and you see him go through the door and then turn over someone's bedroom looking for someone. It was like that. I tell you what it's like. It's like Peter and the Wolf, because the irony would have been if you had actually had to send a message to all of us saying, guys... Honestly, I can't find my pa- my passport. We'd be like, pull the other one. I, I know <laughs> this joke has been done so many times. As I was on all fours in our upstairs spare room, I was thinking, right, I'll try and run through the scenario. How would what would have happened with such a little amount of time left <laughs> for me to do a pilgrimage to somewhere like Swansea, wherever the hell you go now to get your passport? <laughs> Uh, well, how would I have done that? Our bo- I can imagine my boss, our boss Paul, being so disappointed with me as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> disappointed will be one word. Well, yeah, that, you know, that's an understatement of the year, isn't it? Anyway, it turned out that um, I put the passport on top of a load of junk on top of uh, my board game box where I keep my board games. Gone and get a game out there in the middle of the night. And listen to this: my passport, my actual passport, slid off the top of this chest and gone down the back of the radiator. <laughs> I found it down the back of the radiator. It was so. Honestly, I still feel sick even thinking about it. And it's got me thinking about, like, um, you know, what if you really did, like, properly lose your passport for any huge period of time? thought this final little 45 minutes we've got left tonight on home time, ahead of the uh, Before We Go to La Rochelle show tomorrow, passport stories. Best man duties for my brother. He lost his passport the day before their honeymoon. That's awful. <laughs> I know. How did he get around that? Uh, by postponing the honeymoon for a few days. Really? Yes. See, this is it. You you'd get, you get judged by other people so badly because you look like you haven't got your act together, <laughs> which I haven't, but no one else is supposed to be judging that. Uh, Stu says, mate of mine could not find his passport a week before we were due to go away. Got a replacement from Petit France. I know what that is, only to see his old passport in the guttering of his next-door neighbour's roof. No! No explanation whatsoever. If you have a passport story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear it. Barry says he had to pay 170 quid for a same-day, last-minute renewal to travel later that evening. Wow. He got home off holiday and found the old passport just lying there on the photocopier his first day back. That would just kill you, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it kill you? (laughs) David says, my friend, who had been around 14 or 15, lost his passport on holiday and claimed to have been allowed to get on the plane using his Cineworld card. (laughs) Oh, come on! School legend. He's even copied Cineworld in the tweet. Let's see what happens there. Uh, uh, Matt says, yeah, I lost mine. I had to spend a fortune on replacing it last minute so I could go on holiday. Got back, looked for something in my car, and there it was on the back seat under a coat. Now, listen to this. I shredded the passport at work so I didn't have to face the missus. (laughs) Always cover your tracks. We're after your good passport stories, please. This would have been a solution. On a school trip to Austria, we arrived at Stansted from Bristol to find two of the students' passports had run out. We decided the best bet was to see if we could get them on a flight and worry about it later. Long and the short of it was we had to hire a car and sneak the boys over the border to Germany to get a temporary replacement. Amazing, like Midnight Express. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. Uh, What about this one here? Andrew Johnson says, couldn't find my passport one day before an all-expenses-paid work 
incentive ski trip to Switzerland. I'd left it out and my two-year-old daughter, Annabelle, had picked it up and put it in a safe place. She's scared of kids doing that kind of thing. After four hours, we finally found it inside her pillowcase. Uh, Phil, tell us your passport crisis story, please. Our friend, we were going on a holiday to Amsterdam and she lost her passport and found that she'd picked it up, put it in a, a sweatshirt pocket and then washed the sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, wow, so she kind of washed her own passport to death. She washed it. She she definitely laundered her own passport. Right. And then um, when she tried getting a new one, they were like, you're not going to get it in time. So she dried it as much as she could and then um, and went through to the passport uh, passport in, in Amsterdam and they said, yep, you're through. She got through and she was cheering, I'm through, I'm through. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the way back, she went to the same passport control guy just to say, well, if you let me back in, you've got to let me out. I love that this woman's amazing, a formidable lady. Imagine having to put a passport <laughs> in an airing cupboard just to travel abroad. <laughs> All these are funny, but it wouldn't have been if you really had lost yours, bear in mind. I wouldn't have had the, uh, the, the, the guts to actually come in. <laughs> I wouldn't even be, you'd be doing it on your own. Uh, Wendy, tell us what happened with you guys. Uh, yeah, when uh, my son was four years old, we took him to Euro Disney, myself, my sister, nephew, lovely few, few days. Um, the kids were playing with the passport, never noticed a thing, off went home, go on the couch, passport control, couch driver says, can everyone get the passport out? So we're there getting them all out, same three, but not my sons. So we're on the came onto the couch, so lucky that they just checked the person in front of me, my sister behind, and completely missed our seats out, so we made it home. Gosh, it's like, uh, you know, like the Great Escape, some kind of, like, fa- faked passport uh, tension bit at the end there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Memo yeah. to us, we Bush, not it. to play with the passports on the way home. Sit on the hotel bed, play with the passports, tell me off if I start doing that. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway.